you know what? Some people listen to Live from the Dutch Hall because they just want to be entertained, you know? Other people listen because, you know, they just need a break from their everyday lives and they somehow take some sort of sick pleasure in listening to me get drunk in my old pool shed with my friends and family. But you know what? Uh... Sometimes people listen to Life from the Dutch Hall because they want to better their lives, you know? They want to listen to the wisdom that comes from all of us here in these hallowed halls that is the Dutch Hall. You know, what do we do is uh, we try to better people's lives every Thursday. And sometimes when people uh, write me an email or they sometimes give me a tweet and they say, I got big problems. My life's difficult. It's a real struggle. And you know what the problem is? They give too much of a shit. You know, and sometimes they give too much of a shit about things they shouldn't be giving a shit about. And I think that that you can really get better your life. What you should do is try giving less shits instead of more shits, (laughs) and you're going to have a way better life. That's the sound effects of giving shits, is it? I like it. What it is is a nice nice touch. And we are gonna what we're gonna do is on this episode of Live from the Dutch Hall. What are we gonna do? We're gonna teach you how not to give a shit. Hey yo! First thing you gotta do is play the theme song, so hit it. Nice. You ready, Shazma? from the Dutch Hall. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke, and we have a ni- another great show for you planned here this Thursday. I know some of you might be listening and thinking, what's, what's going on, Pete? It was supposed to be a birthday show. Well, no, that's that's where you're wrong. We did record a birthday show, but that one's going to be for for uh, one in the bank. Oh, We're not going to be putting that one out. We got one in the can. So we got one in the can, as they say. The spank bank? <laughs> the spank bank is a, is a different thing. We're not going to be spanking to that show, though there was a couple of... Uh, there was a spanking machine on the show, oh. so in, in a way, it is kind of a spank bank. It's a surprise. It is a surprise. I'm going to tell Spoiler you. Spoiler alert. Hey, I'm all not going to let you dictate my masturbation, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to be repressing you in any dictate. way. He used dictate and masturbation in the same sentence. It's funny. Dictate's like ebonics, right? How's my dictate? <laughs> Dave, I find that to be racist. I find that to be overtly racist. That's what I think. You know, it's you know, this was a real treat for us today. We always we have the the old gang back together. Yeah. The whole nocturnal emissions is in the house. Oh, it's comfortable. Uh, and it's turned into a trio, and it's uh, quite a quite a, a treat because we only expected to have uh, uh, Steve the Reluctant German and uh, my band leader Mike Bo in the in the house in nocturnal emissions because Dave is a once every three weeks kind of uh, band member. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, unannounced, no text, no uh, no uh, communication whatsoever. You just show up in the door to much fanfare, eh? It was with, oh, there was always oh. a lot of drama with you. It was exciting when I came in. <laughs> it was. It was it's a real treat. Here. But why you 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 didn't just like text me and say, "Hey, Pete, it turns out I'm on holidays. I get to do this show with you this week." What you do is you keep it a surprise, right? You oh, yeah. wait 
you build up the surprise so you right. you can make yourself a nice treat. I didn't get your birthday gift, so I thought this might be a nice oh. present. Well, Dave, I think uh, uh, there was a secret birthday gift you gave me, which we can't talk about <laughs> because I would be Not a fair. spoiler. It would be a spoiler alert for the birthday show, the Wheel of Debauchery, which will be coming out in a couple weeks. Mm. But it is in the can. It is in the can. In the can. It's going to be great. It was a real fun one. Oh. Yeah, it turned out to be great. Yeah, there were some great, some loose moments. Zero percent of that show was written. Yeah, it was uh, all just uh, all good fun. Just my birthday party. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think it's actually more listenable than I would have thought. <clears throat> actually, yeah. oh yeah, yeah this is my nice. voice. Oh, it's because you're farting so hard. <clears throat> yeah. Also, my uh, uh, it's also my great pleasure to have the last part of our our regular cast of the Life from the Dutch Hall crew. It's uh, my bartender, Paul Van Dyke. <clears throat> Paul, you're in. Paul, what, it's nice to have you back in the house. What do you mean back? I'm always here. <laughs> what? What did you say? Oh, have me back. I'm always here. Well, occasionally you you do slip up. You do put other priorities in front of life from the Dutch Hall, and we've mentioned it in the past. We've had private conversations about it, and uh, you know I didn't know you wanted to get into it publicly, but you have missed the odd show, and it's a little dis- bit of a disappointment. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm happy to have you in the house, Paul. But you know you have one job every uh, every week, you know? It's just, it's to be the bartender. Yes. You you kind of anticipate where I'm going with this? You want a shot? Well, that's kind of oh. how the show works, you know? The show works is that I introduce the bartender, and it goes, what could be better than something <laughs> right. from Paul? What beer. do we have today? He's going to be nothing. This is an unprepared bartender. This is the reason why well, you come every week, but you don't learn. You don't learn the the bits. We give you we give you cues. I would, you know what, Paul? Before we get into it, I'm gonna make a special request, and please, whatever you pour me, I hope it doesn't make me want to puke. Plum brandy for you. <laughs> That's what you get? No more cherries, Dave. Oh, no more cherries. Just, just plum brandy for Dave. That's it. I don't think it's possible that we can have that. Nope. What should we do? Should we do something to fill time? I'll tell you what I'll do while you're creating your Paul's potable before we play. Uh, no, no, guys, not ready yet. You almost hit your stinger there. But the, what we're going to do is introduce our special guests for today's show. We have two special guests that have come in, and it's our pleasure to have them back. They're uh, they're veterans. Uh, yep. We have. Uh, we have two people, and you might know them from the show Redemption, which we were on a real bad streak of terrible life from the Dutch Hall programs, and it was uh, we had some harsh feedback about uh, about one of them, and uh, we needed to put on a good show, and what we did was, Paul, are you okay? Yeah. Uh, it sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we said we had to put on one good show, so we ended up pulling out all the stops, and we had in. Braden DeCumin, a super fan of life in the Dutch, Dutch Hall. We yeah. had him in. And we got him back today. And we also had in a, a, a person that's been on twice now. This is third time. You're a three-timer. Three-time. You three, have any other three-time guests? Three-time guests. Uh, Ryan Vandenbush. Uh, but he's been on uh, more than that now, I guess. But he had three shows dedicated to him. What does uh, he do, does he? He's a hockey player. Oh, I thought he drove a Zamboni or something. So. No, not nothing so cool. He also does unspeakable things with my sister, which we'll never talk about. <laughs> never, unspeakable ever. Unspeakable things with your sister. Yes. He, he plays the kazoo. Yeah, well, that would something I would speak about, because that sounds like a harmless... Hey, he's a good kazoo player. I bet she could do it. You can't. Tyler, what is he, a Tyler, winger? I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to give you a proper introduction because the star you in coming into the live from the Dutch Hall, you're three timer. It's a special. Paul, <laughs> is that what he did with your sister? 
Yes, we had to bleep it. He's a three-timer. No, two-timer. He's, he's done unspeakable things it's twice. known of twice. Dirty they have, two-timer. They have two kids. Twice now, and only twice. Charters here has un- done unspeakable things with my cousin four times. Right? You At son of a four. bitch. You son of a bitch. Four productive times. Oh. You're, you're, staunch, you're a staunch Catholic, though, Charters. You only do it for reproduction. Is that true? That was true until I had my vasectomy, and now I can just fuck whenever I want. Nah. <laughs> this is all part of my introduction. Yeah, yeah, fuck Here, we're trying to give you a great introduction, Tyler. What's the problem? Tyler Shazma, three-timer on the show, is also just uh, just coming off a great... Uh, 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 well, you opened for Andy Kindler, right? How long ago was that? That was last Sunday. Just what? last Sunday, just open for Andy wow. Kindler in, in London, Two Sundays ago. which was uh, and uh, he's really uh, he's been headlining all over the place in Ontario. Uh, not really. Oh come on, let me let me shine your shoes. Okay. Pump his tires. Yeah, pump his tires a bit. You're a great star. You're star. you're moving on up. You're getting great at comedy. Would I, you give yourself some props? No. No, not at all. You're not. You can't. You can't it's enjoy a, your your progress. No. You get better at what you do, and you still can't be happy about it. I watch no. a lot of those whale videos. What's that? Uh, okay. Whale pranks. Whale pranks. You watch a lot of whale videos. <laughs> yeah. I, I I did a Google search for whale, and what came up was whale pranks, and it's uh it's really a delicious comedy. You should watch it. <laughs> delicious. Thank you. Yeah, it is a good. It is good. I like whale pranks too. Well, yeah, we got still a couple it? things. Yeah, we got a couple things coming down the pipe. One of our contributors is living in the woods, and uh, down by the river. No, he's kind of up in the woods trying to, oh. you know, figure out how tight he should tie his man bun. And ah, uh, yes, uh. <laughs> he'll be back soon, and we'll be back to making some uh, some delightful short comedies on the internet TV. My my opinion about the man buns is sometimes if they're a bit too tight, it creates. Creates a little confusion. No, his his is a practical man bun. He's a he's an out of the city man bun, so I think it's okay. Like I, he started his man bun because he couldn't eat cereal properly. Properly. <laughs> okay. Getting in so, his way. Yeah. When yeah. <laughs> so if you have a practical reason for having a That's fucking right. stupid haircut, then it's okay. I think <laughs> if you can't eat your fucking frosted flakes, yeah. Tie yeah, your right. hair back. I, or wear a hat. But he wasn't much of a sports fan, so how's he gonna wear a hat? Yeah. Huh? That's right. He bumped well, it up. Paul, are you ready? Is that a good introduction, Tyler? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what? It's not going to be bad. I sh- I tried it my best. I really I thought it was a really no, it was good great. introduction. No, it's awesome. Tyler Shazma. I'm happy to be here. This is awesome. This is a great. I love doing this podcast, and I've been on two podcasts in the last month, and this is my second favorite. Oh. My my other podcast. <laughs> no, I have to play. Okay. <laughs> That means I finished Second last. Favorite. I finished last. No, like, you guys, you guys always have an, a lot of booze, and we we have some good times before we start the show, and it's awesome, and I love being here. But my buddy's podcast, right. and maybe I'm just trying well, to give plug. it a plug. Give it a plug. Okay, so he's a comedian from Toronto. His name's Benjamin Lardy, right? And he does a podcast called Slinging Sandwiches with Benjamin Lardy. Really? And he makes you a fucking sandwich. Really? So how are you gonna beat that, Pete? I know the shots is going to make me talk more. I would like right. you to describe the last you know, sandwich you had. On he the made podcast. me a fucking tu- he made me a tuna fucking sandwich on. Uh, it's pretty hard to beat. Tyler, have you ever stayed around for the after hours at the Dutch Hall when you get a nice? Sometimes my my wife will bring out a nice meat? deli tray. Yeah. There's some nice smoked meat tray. later. <laughs> nice deli tray. No, I didn't mean to knock the podcast. This is, this is what I like. This is no? my favorite. This is my second favorite podcast to be on. <laughs> Only second to one of my best friends in comedy. Fucking friends, we start. We started comedy within two weeks. He started comedy, and then I was upset that he started comedy, so I started the next week. 
that's how we we started. Because so. of that schmuck could do it, you could do it, right? And well, no, because we <laughs> we've been making. He's in whale pranks. He's, oh, okay. uh, Which ben, one is he? Ben Lardy. He's the guy with the beard. And oh, okay. He, yeah, he yeah. does the Muay Thai kickboxing, <laughs> and he shows up all over the place. And he's one of the funniest people on the planet. And his podcast, Slinging Sandwiches with Ben Lardy on iTunes. Is only like a slightly better one than mine. I think you guys should do a crossover. He, oh, could come, he should come here, make you a sandwich, oh, and you guys good. should do a crossover oh. podcast. You know what I'll do for him when I go to his? I'm going to bring him a nice deli tray. And what we're going to do he is we're going to take that. a Ritz cracker. We're going to put a piece of smoked sausage on it, then a piece of cheese, then a pickle. Oh, I'm gonna make nice. them a whole tray. We're gonna of those. set this up. We're gonna set my this up. My favorite snack. So it's not snack off. okay. So it's not even like my second. This is equal, equal. You guys have to have a podcast together because it's fucking equal. I love doing both these shows. Thanks yeah, yeah. for the introduction. I'm- It'll be like the Flintstones meet the Jetsons, but with these two podcasts. <laughs> yeah, which was supposed to be. A- do you know what else he loves? He loves sandwiches, but he yeah. also loves booze. So these oh, two podcasts. Are, yeah, it's a yeah. perfect fit. What are they, you know, Actually, I think Mike's probably met him before. He's came out to a Crown the Lion show for oh, nice. sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Sounds like a real good guy. Yeah, he's definitely been to a Crown. He's definitely been to a Red Party Pirate show. Braden, ever brought yeah. a sandwich for you? No, no sandwich. Uh, that is disappointing. <laughs> just booze. Let's just talk about my friends. Sen's <laughs> <laughs> a great guy. Hey, uh, Braden, um, you just came back from a tour into Texas, right? Correct. Correct, and that was with that's with the McCartney years band. Yeah, yeah, that went through there. And have you been there before? Have you been through there before? We went to Austin once. Oh yeah, and that was fun. We seen a naked chick just on the street, just <laughs> nonchalantly being naked on the street. That oh. was interesting. Yeah, that is about interesting. Two seconds. That was your last trip? Uh, no, no, no. This was the first trip we did. We just went to Austin on kind of like a one-off. Oh yeah, yeah. Now in this one, you played at some historic theaters too. I was watching, uh, following you on social I, media. I wouldn't call them historic. Like BB King has played at one of them. It was oh, kind right. of just in the middle of nowhere, but he played there. Oh, really? Along with Tony Bennett and someone else. I can't remember who. But it wasn't or, like it was just in the middle of Texas? And- in the middle of nowhere. Like, you'd be driving and there'd be, you know, like the oil kind of yeah. rigs and whatever. And then there was a theater. Oh, really? And there was just, the rest was, oh, like you could see the curve of the earth. Like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's flat oh, then? Cool. There was a lot of flatness to where we were. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Well, that's cool. And uh, how often do you do that, where you go on a tour like that? Uh, it seems like kind of like in the spring, and then in the fall, the summer dies down a little bit, and the winters a little dies down a little bit. But in the spring, and that it's always awesome. super busy. We're gonna be gone for I think like two and a half months straight in the spring. Oh, really? Yeah. So you get a little bit of break being home now in the fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. So now you're starting with your other side project, Cats, right? Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we got an album coming out. Oh, Stop. awesome. So, that should be fun. You know, the That's only cool. thing about cats, mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, because I was, I was on YouTube, I was looking for cats, you know, to see a little clip. <laughs> Good luck finding it. Yeah. And what I happened, love cats. I That's love the it. thing. That's the only detriment of the name of the band is that you, that you can't, uh, you can't find it because as soon as you put a search in YouTube, a bunch of kittens come up. And they're so damn cute. How do you ever go on to music after the kittens exactly, are no, you can't playing a piano? Weird, weird. How many arguments has that started in the band? What, the name cats? Yeah, like, hey... There's a million cats on the internet. Actually, we never had. We weren't smart enough, like market-wise, to think, <laughs> think of that. Like, there's a musical of that. We thought of that, and then we're like, ah, eh, fuck it. Let's See, that's what I thought. That's where I, I put my banker hat on. I'm like, uh, you know, in the, to, it's a little bit of a. You get saturated because those kittens are goddamn cute. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah they're really nice. <laughs> it's awesome. Though. I love it's every cats. Time. Yeah. Cats music is awesome. I listen to it all the time. It's fun. It's, it's fun so to play. funky. It's cool. Yeah. 
Hey, what is this thing in front of me? Oh, oh wow. so where did this magic delightful come from? Oh, what could be better than something from Paul? Something delicious and something so small. Just have one sip and can tell that it's notable. Time in the show to try one of Paul's potables. What do you got for us today, Paul Chum? Apricot brandy, uh, Jägermeister, and Red Bull. Are you kidding me? And this is all put through that wow. Red Bull machine? Yes. Oh, it's ice cold. It's ice cold. It's ice cold and delicious? Nice Maybe well, not this delicious. Is like, hey, you pulled out all the stops for the, one of the weirdest concoctions I've ever heard of. Let's try Cheers. it. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, boys. Mmm. In my mouth, down the gullet. Cold. Good. That is yeah, tolerable. that was actually really quite good. good. One of I, you know, it's that's one of the best shots we've had. Yeah, let's just give him a round of applause, Paul. Oh, yeah, that's that, like candy. that makes up for the last time I was here oh. tonight. So when you thought I was doing nothing, I was just chilling the booze. What you were doing, Paul, is you were really pulling out the stops. That was the best performance you put in. <laughs> that was awesome. Cool. I really did enjoy it. I've drank so much crap from you oh. for so long. Oh. Dude, so nice how'd that go? Rather than a moonshine cherry. That was so good. It was, a it was like four moonshine cherries last time I was here. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. I didn't even drink it. I gave it to you. Yeah. Oh, yes. We're through them now. Many cherries that night. They're gone. I ate the last one. had the last one. What's the name? It was black. Full of black mold. <laughs> yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> what you call that? You got to yeah. You got to name that. The black mold. We called that. That we were doing reality and passion. That was reality. Oh yeah, that, that was, was all passion. reality. That was all reality. That was all reality. It was terrible. Well, this is uh, this show was called uh, the art of not giving a shit, and uh, I was thinking. Um, about the show when we got started and because uh it's uh, I, I do think that if, if you want to be truly free in life what you need to do is not give a shit like that's the ultimate goal right and then so like if you wanted to like some people uh, uh try to achieve money like uh, they try to get like a lot of fortune you know other people try to get like fame other people try to get happiness and then some people uh, would try not to give any shits at all, right? <laughs> I think, and I am in the not, that would be my end goal is not to, I, I would give up money, I would give up all those other things in order to just not be able to give any shits at all and walk around life. That's why when I meet a person that doesn't give a shit, I always think, uh, that person's awesome because they give no shits at all. Even if it's like a bum in the street yeah. that's just like, wearing a cat on his head like or something like that you know i'm just like that guy doesn't give any shits at all he's actually wearing a dead cat on his head like you want me a mcdonald's and he seems happy like he seems more pleased than me like who's like miserable all the time and i'm and i have nothing to be miserable about but this guy's living in the street with a dead cat on his head he's happy as fuck yeah don't give a shit no. that's the the thing he doesn't give any shits at all right it's got to be the best thing to go for and I got to tell you where this whole show is inspired by Thanksgiving dinner with uh, my brother Paul Van Dyke. Oh. And I know it's a little change in my brother at Thanksgiving dinner with all my nieces and nephews and my mom and dad and my brothers and sisters. And uh, Paul seemed to give less shits than I've ever seen at Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner this year. I was like, he doesn't seem to give a shit about most anything. He's just saying whatever he wants to say in front of all the children and his parents and everyone. And it's pretty funny. And then, uh, but it's uh, totally horrible and inappropriate. And then I, then Lisa was going, you should go to a hockey game. My sister Lisa said you should go to a hockey game with them. 
he says the most horrific things <laughs> at full voice. And I go, but they're funny, right? And she goes, they're hilarious. But he, he, he just doesn't care who hears him say it. You know, he just says all the things. Would you say that that's an unfair criticism? No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> if I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. Do you, did we, do you remember when I said to you when I did give many shits in my life um, how uh, I said uh, you were saying I was I was really grumpy and miserable and a real dick? And then you said, um, I said, I think I'm either going to like keep doing this forever or I'm going to like just lose it and not give any shits at all. And you and you said, I can't wait till you do that. Yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, I'm there. I'm doing that now. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah, you might even be surpassing me on not giving a shit. <laughs> it's a joyous bliss. Did you see the right turn I took in my life there that time where I just went from giving all the shits in the world to no shits at all? No shits at all. And that's not entirely true, though. And uh, and the reason why I also thought, because we had Tyler and uh, Braden in the room uh, as well, is because we have a comedian here... Um, and in order to be a comedian and put yourself in a position where you're going to be up on stage and uh, saying a lot of times personal things about your life, right? And uh, things that are kind of like where you're look, trying to find comedy where there, there is no comedy, right? You know? It really, like, in order for it to be funny, if you keep doing the joke that everyone knows, you're a hack. Well, if you, if you find comedy there, there's comedy. Yeah, but where you're not thinking about it, where you can give people a swerve. No, you know? I think about my nuts all the time. <laughs> You be able. What do you don't you think? How at what point does uh, uh, talking about your nuts become too easy? You know what I mean? Well, it was never easy to talk about my nuts, <laughs> but it was what I needed to talk about at the time. Oh yes, that you well because you're fucked up nuts. Yeah, right? one was bigger than the other. Big old sack of water. Oh, yeah. Did you which Big one? Big old sack of water, like they. Oh, little, like a hydrocell. Like a little kid left the tap on. Oh, yeah, too we long. talked about this before. We've all had hydrocells. Water balloon. We're, water we're, balloon. Yeah, like a water balloon. The kid yeah. left the tap on too long. It just yeah. fills up. Yeah, it's we talked pop. about this first time I was here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the old nut club. You and Paul, you and my bartender, both had big swelled up nuts. <laughs> yeah, and see, that was the cool thing. I didn't know how common it was until I started talking about it. Yeah. I have people come up to me all the time, and they've also had it, and like. Just people have had big nuts. People have fucked up shit with their nuts up there. Yeah, you people, know. there's guys it with happens. one nut. You know, yeah. everyone shit happens to your nuts. You know what, Tyler? You're... You abuse your nuts as a child. You know, often I hit my nuts off of my top tube of my bicycle. Oh, <laughs> or someone yeah, kicks yeah. their shoe at your nut. Oh yeah. You ever had a shoe kicked at your nut? Then or... you get the old stomach pain. Yeah. See, I don't think that had anything to do with my fucked up nuts. It's me getting hit in the nuts all the time, but you know I was subject to getting hit in the nuts as a child. And you know what else? You're brave enough to speak about it publicly. And you know what you are, Tyler? You're the Rosa Parks of swelled up nuts. You really are the first person. I don't know about yeah, that. Let's give a slow clap, slow yeah. clap. And no. You're a hero I, is I, what you are. No, I, I played baseball for 12 years without a cup. <laughs> but I didn't stand up on a bus like You're brave though. You sat there without a cup, taking whatever you got right in those Grounders, nuts of yours just right in until it pounded it and it filled with fluid. It was like, and you were just horrified. Your nuts filled with fluid, destroyed by the by the stigma of having swelled up nuts and having to go get procedures and nurses prodding at your huge testicle and your freakishly large testicle, right? Yeah. And then you, 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 you find comedy in that pain 
And what you did was you opened up to the general public and you made them all realize we're not all freaks with huge nuts. Sometimes... I don't know. I've been addressing other topics lately. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he was just diving deep into it. <laughs> no, that was the right thing to say. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, but I was saying, like, in order to go up there on stage... You have to, at certain point, you have to not give a fuck about what anyone thinks about you, right? You're doing what you think is funny, and you're trying to find humor in it, but you have to, at some point in time, yeah. be, like understand that some crowds aren't going to get you. Yeah, and no, it, a and lot you... of them don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really easy not to get comedy. Yeah, that's right. Like, it's very it's very personal, really. But when you can tap into that and you can get that relation, then it's great. But, yeah. no, it takes a certain level of not giving a shit. I, I've i never really thought about it that way. Like, because I give a shit about what I say. I want to make sure it's a well-written fucking joke. And, yeah, and that's my point, right? It's, a, it's not about not giving a shit at all. It's not about just, like, lying around like a sloth and no. not giving a shit. It's about not, give, not, uh, giving... not giving a shit about giving a shit. Yes. About the stupid things. Like, giving a shit about things that are not productive is a, was more what it is, right? Like, it's giving a shit about useless crap. Like, Bra- uh, Braden, you were kind of saying earlier, there's it's Blue Jay fever right now, right? Right. And, uh, yeah. But you don't give a, a shit about uh, baseball, in, baseball general. in general, right? Right. Which is, but you, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the most beautiful, poetic way you could put a sport into to trigger raw emotion the way maybe in the 19th century yeah (laughs) no you could trigger raw emotion with a sport a sport that plays out like poetry every time you watch it i don't mind mma in that but like baseball's like there's no poetry in watching two guys just hug each other for 25 minutes no come on sounds like a sports break (laughs) well we might as well get into it now it's Dave, I believe you got some new words, maybe. Let's do it. Let's try it out. We're talking about cocks and balls. Sit over the center field wall. We're talking about cocks and balls. And Jose Bautista. Backflip! Joey Bats. Joey Bats. Well, we already opened the door about sports, and I was saying how you don't give a shit about sports. Right, but and if you and I was saying like I personally am kind of on your page with that one because I find that if you uh, like that it's kind of a waste of time if you spend all your time watching sports like if you enjoy it it's all right like yeah I know I guess so but it seems like a waste like you're spending all that time and you're not accomplishing anything you know it it just seems like you're not doing anything it's like a distraction from what's really going on yeah I feel like they're trying to like wave shiny things at me yeah it can be but I mean. Yeah, but you know, some people collect stamps. Some people are up on you know sports stats like crazy. Yeah, yes. right, right. Yes, and so. I gotta admit, like I get I get jacked about certain sporting things, like I do oh, for sure. You know, I, I get into it, and even the Blue Jays this time. When I when you watch the drama that's surrounding are the Blue Jays right in now, now, are you oh, sucked in after I that? Love, fucking I game? love great stories. Like I love I, I like I like telling a great story. I like hearing a great story. That's what Tyler's talking about the poetry. Yeah, yeah. the poetry of it. And uh, I think about like we were talking about the uh, the the game where the Canada won the uh, gold medal. Yes. Sidney Crosby was, and I was traveling during that experience too. So I got to watch the game on all these different media because I was just following it because it was an event happening. Yeah. And you got caught up in the story of it and the arc of the drama and all the, all the controversy. Canada, yeah. so awesome. And then this Blue Jay game against Texas was like one of the most uh, dramatic events uh, that, uh, that I've seen in a long time. Like the crowd was in, out of control, you know? You know what I loved about it was it, 
It wasn't just sports anymore. It was entertainment. It was like sports entertainment. When Batista hit that home run, if you watch, go back and watch the clip, he, he spanks that home run, and then it's only like a second and a half after he hits the ball, but he stands there with his bat down, and he looks out. It's almost like WWE after a body slam or yeah. something. Like, exactly. Yeah. He yeah. looks out, and he's like, did you fucking see that crowd? Yeah. That's what I'm about. I just did that. And then he yeah, throws I the bat. I just fixed like, it. He's I not even watching it. the ball. He hit it, and then he looked at the crowd. Right, right. You fucking see that? Yeah. And he throws. And then bat. he launched his bat into the, the best fucking best moment ether. in sports this year for sure. Like, yeah, in exactly, the exactly. It was awesome. Yeah. Some dude got it tattooed. Entertainment. Some dude got it tattooed on him already. I was no showing doubt. you guys. Did yeah. I show you before the yeah, show? No, I didn't see it. I'd love to yeah, see it. Oh though. fuck! I'll show yeah. you in a minute. And Some guy got it tattooed on him already. Like it's the first round of the fucking playoffs, yeah, and that's easy. what's going on. There's oh, tattoos. Oh, 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 I showed oh, you right, yeah, Mike. Yeah. There's tattoos going on right already. now. It's they could beautiful. lose. They could lose four straight oh, yeah. in the most humiliating fashion. <laughs> they won the division series. Yeah. And these tattoo. That's how crazy Toronto is for something that doesn't suck. Yes, they are. That's so long. That's the truth of it all. Because Toronto's had so long where they have nothing to cheer about, right, at all. But I was going to say, uh, uh, as you guys were talking about, oh, it's a waste of time, sports, right? I'm going to defend sports because okay, my yeah. sports break. And I appreciate music and, and a lot of other creative stuff, too. But, it's actually uh, pretty good. Don't you think it all is to take our minds off the shit that we have to deal with day to day? Like yeah, sports yeah. is like Absolutely. Takes my it, it brings me to my happy place, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. Whether that be music, That's sports, music, sports, whatever. This podcast, this pornography. podcast, pornography. Oh yeah, what whatever you think. How about uh, chess? What a chess. Some people, Howard Stern is a big fan of playing chess. To take Thumb some. wrestling, you know. That might be. What if you're really into it, right? Anything you want, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Super I just sweet. think it's like uh, it's something to. Yeah, takes you out of reality. A bit. That's a fair point, but I always always think about the story back in like the Roman times where where uh, they like had the gladiators, and it was yeah. just to keep the public from knowing that they were just freaking getting fucked tr- over, getting fucked over yeah. hard, right? Yeah. And sometimes I think that's that all. Like happening, that's what reminds me of football. Football for me is all that. It's yeah. just like really shiny, like flashing lights, and then that's a good uh, point. and I just don't get it, eh? I won't buy into football, you know. I just can't do it. But, but I'm sure if we had a, a local football team that went to great heights yeah. or whatever, you know, yeah. then I would watch it and get it caught up in the drama. And if of you it. gamble on it, it's even better. Yeah, I know, eh? I can't do it though. I've I've gambled American on football more than I've watched it. Yeah, really? <laughs> gambling on football is excellent. I am. That really saved that sport. If it's, it wasn't for huge. that, if it wasn't for the gambling on football, I don't know who would uh, like. I don't think it'd be nearly as big know. as it was. There's yeah. no way it would. Goes every can you gamble on? Can you gamble on uh, like? Baseball, the same way you oh, can. Yeah. They have oh, yeah. fantasy There's baseball. an over-under. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's harder, right? Eh? Like, even hockey, too. It's hard. Football's, football's just, like, more suited to gambling? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. more uh, structured. Like, right. There's so many baseball games. So, where football, it's like, here's Sunday's the day. Or Once Thursday. a week. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to you pick. Follow. You pick what teams you want right. to win, what teams you want to lose. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So if I... Uh, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> How about those Jays? Oh fuck! Oh yeah, yeah. It's great. You know what? I, and I love about the Jays too is like it's the Kawasaki guy. They love drinking. Oh, That's God. what I love about them. They are boozers. They're they partying. Are boozers, man. It's awesome. And, and that Kawasaki guy. Who would have thought that? You know, this is a, Tyler. You appreciate this coming from rural uh, Ontario. Rural Ontario. Rural. 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 Yeah. You know, like if you think about the Blue Jays. How I many do. of those? I do often. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. How many of those Blue Jays do you think would ha- have a bush been at a bush party, right? 
a lot of uh, you think so? Uh, but the American Russell Martin's been to a bush party. He's yeah. from Toronto. He's from Toronto. He's been out to a bush party. Donaldson, Josh Donaldson. He's born in Toronto, raised in Quebec. He's definitely been oh, to. A, like, oh, he's raised definitely. in Quebec. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Josh yeah. Donaldson's been to a bush party. I'm sure Jose's been a lot. Baltista's been along around long enough. To been to a bush party or two. Yeah. He's been out to Brampton, Caledon. <laughs> he's been out to Caledon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, you think that they, those guys will say, like, what are you doing on the off-season? We're going to some bush parties in Caledon and party with some high school kids. I, 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 they have to. If, if, if Kawasaki's bringing it up, it's happened. Patrick Kane invites Someone him. talks about the allure <laughs> of the bush them. party to this Kawasaki, and he's just really jacked about the bush party. And I think he's really – I think most, most city bush folk party. don't know uh, what a bush party is. And then when they hear Kawasaki talking, well, he's champion the, the the you know our message yeah. of the rural uh, Ontarian or the rural uh, person, right? They win the World Series. It's gonna be the best fucking bush party ever. Yeah. I've always interpreted the bush party as uh, as Paul might say, uh, what's his tagline, Paul? The bush party, your tagline. <laughs> Fucking in the pussy. Oh, Paul, you missed. Swing and a miss, Paul. So that was just terrible. Threw a blanket. Yeah, it's all right. I've always interpreted it as that. The bush You're rusty. Am You're I wrong? Rusty. You threw a ball back to the pitcher and bounced it off his hands. Off, yeah, off his... It was a batter's hands. Wow. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should, uh, we should, I love Russ Burton. We should really reach out to our, our, uh, our listeners in a segment we call Feedback. We got Feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. We're going to make this thing really short today. We just uh, want to thank our sponsors. If you go to my website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and you click on the Amazon banners and do your Amazon shopping, some of that money will come back to help the show. Also, you can click on a VG Meats coupon, take it into either locations in Simcoe or Stony Creek. And get some delicious meats. Beef. I into my lords. Beef. I did have a conversation with an interesting uh, person, uh, maybe a competitor. Yes. Who offered steaks. Offered steaks if I considered uh, sponsorship a change. Yes, Just he did. Just it out to Kyle out there if you're listening. Uh, it was a legitimate offer. The gauntlet has been thrown down. They're asking oh. for a sponsorship change, not just like an additional sponsorship, but they're like, no, what are you saying? No, you can't. So they're in the same line of work. I can't have two two of uh, these uh, great butcher shops. They're both on the same roster. Yes. Can I? That would be conflict. No, no conflict. Yeah, you have to pick your butcher shop. Right now, I'm on the, firmly on the VG Meats thing. No question. But I'm telling you, they're offering steaks, and all we got was the odd pepperette. Yep. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's the <laughs> life of the Dutch shells is getting a little buzz in the community, and sometimes, you know. There's people that want to be a part of the big road. They, uh, if you want to email me at lifeinthedutchhallgmail.com, you want to sponsor the show, I'd love to have another sponsor on the show. But I'm saying if you're a butcher shop, you got to give me a better deal in VG Meats. You know what you we know? enjoy at the Dutch Hall is gifts. <laughs> I love gifts. <laughs> I love free stuff. That's all I'm saying. I don't know what he's talking about. But anyways, that's VG. And then that's it for sponsorship. So we got all that out of the way. And we also like to name a listener of the week every week. And... Uh, this week, uh, you know, I, I thought about a guy who's been listening to the show from the very beginning, and uh, he's been a guest, and he's, he's a sponsor. Uh, oh, you know what? Lakeside Vista yeah. is, is another sponsor. They're supposed to sponsor Sports Break, but if you go to lake, www.lakesidevista.ca, you can look at uh, Lakeside Vista's beautiful uh, a property, and you can host any sort of corporate events, yeah. weddings, all that stuff. It's beautiful. Go on lakesidevista.ca. 
This guy, Ryan Vandenbush, uh, you know, he's a he's one of the proprietors of Lakeside Vista. He's been a great guest of the show. Never been listener of the week. Listens almost every week, you know, and uh, and he's been a great listener. And he's never been listener of the week. So this week, I was thinking, you know what? I really hope it's going to work out for Bushy this week. But then at the last minute, again, Dave Charter shows up unannounced. He didn't know. We didn't know he was even coming today. It was Secret. really unannounced in dramatic fashion with a gift. I heard him enter all the way from Blaney. I could hear him enter. That's yeah, from a from a listener who gave me this uh, uh, framed. Frame picture artwork. Framed artwork. It Siri, is a, like it's thick. Behind glass. It is quite a substantial. It's too. got some weight to it. What is yeah. that? Like two by four, two feet by four feet. It's heavy too. It's you, like I'm listening with one hand, but my muscles very strained. Yeah. Yes. It's very heavy, and it's got a picture of the trailer park boys <laughs> in a in a field of marijuana. <laughs> a field of marijuana. And the picture isn't centered. No, and it says no. It's not. It's closer to the bottom than there's, it is there's the top. about two inches on the left there, and an inch and a half on the right. Yeah, I think this was one at a fair somewhere, probably by throwing a dart at a balloon or a ring yeah. over a. Yeah, it a was don't even hand. talk about throwing a dart at a balloon. You could, you oh, could, do I have a story? He could have picked Tyler. a roach clip with the with the feathers attached, but instead, yeah. he took the the beautiful trailer park boys poster. Do you really have a story about a, uh, hitting a dart at a balloon? Yeah, I was hustled in Coney Island. Oh, let's hear it, man. Oh. Hustled in Coney Island in the game of the throwing the dart in the balloon? Coney Island, New York, 2011. <laughs> okay. Take us back. Set the stage. Wait, 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 wait. Let's wait. get real. We go, before we start, where is it? Oh, I don't have it. I used to have a harp sound effect. Go ahead. So, in the summer of 2011... Uh, me and a bunch of buddies go down to Kona, or go down to New York to be in this film festival. Yeah. So we're in this film festival for the weekend. So drive down there, three of us, or there's more than three of us. There's like seven of us. But uh, every day when we were in New York, we would go to Coney Island because what else are you going to do in New York? It's where the Warriors was shot. It was, we, we went to a strip club, a comedy club, and Coney Island. That's the three things I know about New York City. Right, right, right. So on the last day, we go to Coney Island to get some Nathan's hot dogs and ride the Wonder Wheel when we swim in the the ocean there, right? Yeah, yeah. Man. Really enjoy the splendor of the sewage. There's so there's so much to see. We I didn't go. I I can tell you all the places I didn't go. I didn't go to Central Park. Right. I didn't go see uh, that statue of that lady that's there. Oh, yes, Liberty. Liberty. Yes, lady Liberty. <laughs> Labor Liberty. I didn't see that. Ground Zero. I didn't. We, we didn't even go to Caroline's or the Comedy Cellar. We went to fucking the New York Comedy Club in Times Square and then some bar with bras hanging from the roof. But every day we went to Coney Island. And the last day we go to Coney Island and we ride the Wonder Wheel and we're on our way to the Cyclone. But as you go through Coney Island, it kind of turns into alleyways. Yeah. And, like, you can't really tell where Coney Island ends and, like, just hustle. I guess hustler, like, the cardboard signs written in Sharpie should have been tell, tip off. tell sign that uh, so we he, were he in Hustlerville. Like a, this guy had a homemade uh, balloon game? Yeah, the balloons were about two feet away. And I, I'm hitting every balloon. He hands me three darts, and we had been drinking uh, rum, uh, rum, rum, coconut drinks all day. That I don't think there was any. That was the first hustle of the day. Was there was no rum in those coconut drinks we were drinking. <laughs> okay, yeah. Bullshit. 
The second hustle is we're throwing darts. You're drunk at, on lies at this point. At these, <laughs> yeah, we're drunk on lies, and I'm throwing darts at a balloon two feet away, and I'm hitting every balloon, and I got this guy yelling in my ear, like, talking real fast. Right. And he's saying, for every balloon that you hit, I'm giving you $5 to buy three more darts. And every time I give you three darts, we're giving you five more dollars. So I think I'm making money here. Right. And I'm hitting every, They're two feet away. I'm hitting every balloon in sight. I've been throwing darts since I was six years old. What'd you get at the end? I grew up in a fucking restaurant. I know how to throw darts. I can throw darts at a balloon. <laughs> I didn't grow up in a restaurant. I didn't grow up in a restaurant. But I grew up with a dartboard close by in a right. garage. A fucking restaurant. No, I didn't grow up in a restaurant. That was just a dart throwing restaurant. No, yeah. but I'm throwing throwing darts and I'm hitting them. That's what's cap. That's what. What did you win at the end of the day? I won. Uh, I'll tell you what I won. And I'll tell you how much it cost me. <laughs> <laughs> I won a giant. Uh, a giant rip-off <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Oh, Scooby-Doo? Wearing uh, American flag boxer shorts and uh, boxing gloves on his hands. You brought that on your lap oh. in the airplane? Um, your carry on? I remember no. that episode. We, we drove home. <laughs> oh. it, it, cost, it cost me $180. Me and uh, a friend of mine. And Scooby-Doo. At one point, at one point I... Okay, so we get to the end of the game, and I decide I'm done throwing darts, and I look over, expecting to hand him $20. And he says, you owe me, like, more money. So I go through my wallet, and I had maybe $80. I hand, like, so I gave him 100 bucks, And he looks over at my friend and says, your boy's short. <laughs> your boy's short. And he's standing over me, he's hulking, he's wearing a... a a white knitted. Uh, he's wearing a wife beater. He's wearing a wife beater, and uh, he says, "I have an ATM around back." He had an ATM around back of his carnival game. Yeah, if you weren't following the rules at that point in time, you just got you That's just the real. We just didn't know how to uh, argue with him about it, or did you think I was too afraid to argue? I go back to the ATM and I withdraw another sixty dollars and hand it to him, and then my buddy gives him forty bucks. We walk away from there with a giant Scooby Doo, but before <laughs> we give him all the money, and he says. I'm going to hook you guys up real nice. I'm going to give you the best prize we got. And he hands me a giant Scooby-Doo. Well, he's got the American Boxer shorts on. He hands me a giant Scooby-Doo. That's that's, uh, limited edition. right there. And then he he gives my friend a giant, uh, what was the dog on, you know, the dog on Looney Tunes that was always getting the little dog into trouble, the big boy. Oh, Spike. Spike. Spike, yeah. So he gives him a, like, medium-sized Spike, right? Right. And then he turns to a friend of ours that wasn't playing the game, and he says, so you want to play? He just hustled for us for $180 and gave us two giant stuffed animals. And he asked our buddy if he wants to play the fucking game. We walk out of that alleyway, and it was an alleyway. And I turn to my friend, and I hand him the keys to my car, because I had driven down there. I hand him the keys to my car, and I say, we got to get the fuck out of New York right now. I need to get back to fucking Burgessville. We need to get out of New York. And it's my Facebook profile picture right now. I'll this is you. your Scooby-Doo? Yeah, me and Scooby-Doo. It's the saddest and funniest picture of me ever taken. This was taken moments after. Do you still have that Scooby-Doo? Uh, no, when I moved out of Toronto, we threw it out. But I kept it for a good like four or five years. 
Um, and when I moved out of my house back to uh, Otterville, back to the small town that I grew up in, I was like, I gotta get rid of this. Because the symbolism of him wearing boxing gloves, he's just beating the shit out of me all the time. Right. So I'm, I'm showing the picture to Paul right now. He's got a he's got a boxing glove. He's got a duster on him. He's got uh, boxing gloves on too. Oh yeah, he's wearing boxing gloves like he's kicking the shit out of me all the time. If you want to get back to the not giving a shit, look at that picture. Let me just no, see. I gave a fucking shit. I just lost $180 on a fucking Scooby-Doo. <laughs> he's right on your shoulders. He's right <laughs> on his shoulders. And uh, he, and he's wearing boxing gloves. It is really um, uh, something else. It's like, like I've never Rocky. Seen, yeah. looked, or like Apollo Creed. Out of all the Scooby-Doos I've seen at uh, carnivals... I think that's one of the it's better. It's a counterfeit Scooby Doo. His eyes turn, his eyes turn counterclockwise. He's not wearing the proper Scooby Doo collar. I studied this shit. I love Scooby Doo, and that's a counterfeit fucking Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. I would rather. Have, I would think it might have been Scooby-Doo. worth it if you if you had a full size. Uh, what's that's the? Oh, I ruined. Braden killed it. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. I would have a. Like, I would like a life size Thelma. Are we still in feedback? What? Are we still in feedback? Yeah, we are. You know what? <laughs> the guy that gave me this Who's fucking poster, this is the listener of the week, is the guy that gave me this uh, nice poster that I have to somehow... Uh, so not Bushy. No, it's not him, because he never gave me a poster like this framed as a gift for my birthday. So but this is the listener of the week. It's Richard wow. Charters. Uh, you are the listener of the week. Old oh. Dick Charters. You're the listener of the week. This is your week. You know, and the only uh, the last show was Pete Van Dyke is an asshole. We had a lot of good uh, feedback of it. I think it was a success all around. The opening was re- really uh, killed it. Uh, the guys killed it. A lot and, of uh, fun. It was a lot of fun that show. So thanks for everybody that provided feedback at uh, uh, livefromthedutchhall@gmail.com or Facebook, Twitter, all Instagram, all that shit. You can get a hold of me, Dutch Hall, or Life from the Dutch Hall. And uh, the only thing we have to do is talk to our listener that's been with us since the very beginning. He always gives us feedback each and every week, and this is no exception. It's the Haitian Dwarf. Let's hear it for him. Uh, thank you, Haitian Dwarf. And this week, you know, you gave me a, a he gave me a piece of feedback right before my birthday, and it was meant for the birthday show, but we didn't get to it, so I'm going to use it for this show. And the Haitian Dwarf gave me this piece of, uh, of feedback. It said uh, five stars, five stars. He said, "Happy birthday, Pete! Take some time to celebrate your podcasting accomplishments. Just think, you could have you could have been wasting your time at a real job." Tell Mike and the girls I say Haitian Dwarf says hi. The girls. Which Steve, I don't think that was a compliment towards you or Paul either. That was it was meant as an offense to you. Of course, he's Haitian Dwarf's never been a fan of Charters, but I think he's turned against the two of you as well. I think he was talking about Michael's comment about how you ever go with with your girls. Why don't you go with your girls? Remember he said that you called him out on it. It was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going with your girls. His douchebag. Just me. Cable for six. Oh, he wasn't talking about you guys. He was talking about all of his harem of women that followed <laughs> him around. Into Mike his lair. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? And, and 
Enjoy my must, ladies. Ladies. Follow me around town and sniff my incredible manliness. Let's rent back rooms. <laughs> Let's do dirty, dirty things and never speak of it again. Tyler. I'm here. <laughs> Tyler, uh, we talked earlier about, uh, you know, uh, maybe that one of the, the things that, that is the, the benefit of not giving a shit is that it's attracted to the opposite sex. The ladies, you know, because the ladies would think, you know, this guy, he's dangerous. He doesn't give a shit. Look at him. He he's just doesn't give two shits at all. Why? Why doesn't he uh, give a shit? Why isn't he I, I have to... one denim jacket. <laughs> I have one denim jacket, and it's my father's, and he used to water ski in it. In a denim jacket? <laughs> that is not giving a shit. That's not giving a shit, but, like, I don't know. Where are we going? <laughs> Do you think as you like as you grow older, you give less and less of a shit? Oh, right? there's no question. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. When you, yeah. what age do you think that you're at your max potential of not giving a shit? I think it just keeps improving as you when's get older. The tip, when's the What age is the tipping point of not giving a shit? Like when did yeah, you like, when did you feel where you're like, oh yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I just don't anymore. care anymore. Whenever your body starts falling apart. No, yeah, 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 that's, that's a, a good, good one. I, it really so is. for me, it was fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I would say like like it's there's a, a certain point, point and I've hit it That's where comfort point. beats anything else. Like I'm not I don't give a shit about uh, like attire. If I have to, if I'm comfortable, I'm wearing I'm comfortable. I know who's doing it. Don't what give a shit. Show nice sweats. A nice sweatpants. Yeah. Nice sweatpants. And I've wore these on an airplane before with a button up shirt. On the I, top of I almost wore cut? sweatpants here tonight. Right, you oh. should have. It's comfortable and it gives your big, huge nut some room to move around. It's, it's regular size now. Oh, I'm sorry. Lots of skin. Oh, actually, <laughs> yeah. a little stretchy. You yeah. Could, yeah. You're like a flying squirrel. You jump out of a tree and just hold it open. It looks like a deflated river raft. <laughs> deflated river raft. Yes. It'll be a staple of Bulldog's eyes shut. You can always hide between it. It's like the, uh, like the cloak of invisibility. You just hide, hide under your scrotum. Just pull it over your head. No, I I don't have a gooch anymore. I don't have a gooch anymore. What's a gooch? What? Did I walk What's into this? What's a gooch? Yeah, a gooch. Brayden? A gooch. It's the space between your like ball bag and your asshole. Oh, I thought they called that a taint. Oh, I thought it was a yeah. taint. Gooch taint. Cinnamon. It's a cinnamon. Back in cinnamon. Oxford County, we call it a taint. A gooch. I don't have one. That's what, that's no what, taint. taint. I always called it a kazit. It goes, it goes rectal cavity ball sack. AP, why'd you call Re- it a kazit? No, the the kazif is like the. Oh, line. Was that a female version of no, it? No, the the kazif is the line on your bag. Because if you didn't oh. have it, your balls would fall out. Ah. <laughs> I have a big one of those. Oh, the. <laughs> it goes from my anus to my shaft. <laughs> it's all scar tissue. That's where you start measuring it from. You start right from where that line. No, starts. I shit on my b- I shit on my balls like constantly. Oh, really. <laughs> So what do you do uh, as as cleanup? A nice bar of soap down there? Yeah, dove. Yeah, so Long it's got the right curve. It's nice on your skin. Dove, the old dove balls. It really cleans the old shit off of it. That's right. I can't believe you haven't got more pussy from comedy. You say you said you were going. I just told I just told you I don't have a gooch, and you want to know why I don't get pussy from comedy? I'll tell you why. Because I don't have a gooch. Because yeah, all girls are looking for a nice gooch. Yeah, that's what they like. A shitty ball sack. I like at least a four-inch gooch on my man. Otherwise, I like a nice no interest. 
I need to know where middle ground is. <laughs> and that's my opener. Show me a gooch. That's like no, my my material doesn't lend itself to getting girls. Right, right. Like, uh, but they'd be real f- uh, freaky if you did. I've had one. I've had one girl from comedy, and it was it wasn't from stand up. It was from short films, and she'd seen web videos, and, and we matched on Tinder. And, oh, oh, Tinder. Yeah, and, Tinder. Uh, and then she saw some whale pranks videos, and we texted. I actually went to her house after an open mic. Right. And then we we had a lot of sex. Oh, nice! And I don't have sex with strangers often. I don't have sex with strangers often. Can you describe the young lady for me? No, I can't. Just her shape and being. All I know is that, like, she wanted me to choke her, and I knew I couldn't kill her because I got small, dainty hands. But she was into the choking. Well, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I, I wild choking. I didn't sleep that night because how do you sleep after that? And I stayed at her place, and I left in the morning. Bummed around. Did you just hover day. over her awake all night? <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just laid next. I just laid next to her, breathing. <laughs> just watching her, saying, "I can't believe she'd let me do that." Four times. <laughs> Four times. That is really something. Good for you, wow, Sailor. Awesome. Six yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then that night, I went and talked about it on stage. Oh, that's right. And then, but she did not know that. And then never again. She's Until never... now. <laughs> no, a lot of times. Oh, good In between for you. now good and last March. You know that story, you know what it made me think of? Your Tinder profile. I'm really curious as to what your Tinder profile it was, picture looks like. It was books about Miles Davis. <laughs> that was your profile which, picture? No, which is an Ergs song, which is like a pop punk. And I was hoping I'd find like another Ergs fan. But it. but it just got girls like, yeah, Miles Davis. He really liked heroin. <laughs> He's a real poet. He's a real poet. Yeah. Real genius. And but, so you seem deep, and then you're a filmmaker on top of that, so you layered it with more depth yeah. and more like a dark, brooding mm, Tyler Shazma. I am a d- I'm deep a deep artist, and then all of a sudden she got overtaken by it. Oh wait, he's got no gooch. <laughs> she wasn't scared by it. She let you four times throw that no gooch dick into her. Well, right? the gooch has nothing to do with the shaft. There's, the shaft. A, there's a lot of what did you call it, Brady? What did I call what? The spa- the the line between your ball sack and your shaft. Kaziff. Yeah, the kaziff. Yeah, there's a lot of kaziff in between my anus and my shaft. But is that an, a, 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 an attraction or a deterrent? I don't know. You don't know. I haven't met anybody that's been in, like. I don't think people super carry into the kazif. No, you it's, don't. But it's the ball got to be at least like thirteen millimeters wide. Or... <laughs> but really, the balls in general are not something that people like to spend time on. It's only someone doing you a special no, favor. Yeah, yeah. I, I hid. I I hid my giant testicle from my last girlfriend for like the first four or five months. How? She she just thought I. Well, her, we, was it in her in her orifice? Where did no, you hide this? She, she just thought she just thought I was. Tape. She thought I was. She thought I was weird. She, she thought I had some dom, like dominance where I had to hold my nuts while I fucking while she blew me. So right. every time oh. she would blow me, I just hold my nuts, and she just thought I was like some like alpha male. Really, I was just hiding my giant testicle behind my fucking palm. Baboon, you know. You know. Fit the avocado in my Woman, palm. Woman, answer. All I got to say to you about that is I think that, you know, a good relationship is built on honesty. 
And you should have really told her, been straightforward with her, and showed her your giant testicle. I was embarrassed about it. You know what? But if she doesn't love you, now who you are. Now I'm embarrassed about my fucking Jerry Cheever's face mask testicle. <laughs> Is it all carved up? Is there's, there's some scars. Really? There's some tissue. Paul, do you have scars on yours as well? No, just beautiful scrotum. <laughs> Paul just has scars on his his emotions. Right, right. Scars on his heart. Paul, you were really proud when you were in the hospital. I remember you were really <laughs> proud of the size of your testicle. You were like invited the nurses in to look at it. Was that oh, the same experience dude. you had, Tyler? Oh yeah. I, always... I I would just dangle it in front of them like a big old dinner bell. Yeah, yeah. So wrong. Right. How old were you? Come on in. Gather around. Look at this grapefruit. No need to shut the curtains. Yeah, Paul was in Sick Kids. He was only 14. Oh, okay. I was older. I yeah. I noticed it, like, I noticed it when I was, like, 17, but I didn't go to the doctors till like, 19, and he just told me to live with it, and then I kept it until I was, like, 23, 24. You kept it like a pack. Like a pack. And then, and then I, got one sur- I, went, I got one surgery, and they drained it. Like, they drained it with, yeah, yeah. like, one of those old juicers that your grandmother would use oh yeah they didn't stick like a tap on it like a like a like a maple tree but it came back and then i had to go back i had to go back for a second surgery a year later i've only been did you go to like a like a real doctor no (laughs) this is a a burgessville vet did you go to maybe a burgessville vet for this that's what i did I've only Sorry. I've only had regular testicles for like a year. Now. Really, this is a new thing for you. Yeah, no, I've had regular. I went a good seven or eight years with shitty testicles, and now I shit all over my testicles because I have no gooch. <laughs> so but, you, you you must have been like a like a new like a like a girl that gets new tits, you know, like a girl that gets a new breast implants. And I want, like it. I and you like wanted it. to show it off once you got regular regular nuts. No. Huh? Right then, my girlfriend left me, and nobody saw it until the she, Tinder girl. She liked you, she liked your uh, she liked your freakish nuts, and when you got them fixed, it was you, you lost something. That might be it. That yeah. might be the reason. Yeah. Yeah, she liked it. If she was a real fetish, she's probably dating some other guy with huge <laughs> with big nuts. nuts right now. Yeah, she's into oh. it. It's her new thing. You know what? I think we really accomplished here was today on today's show, not only teaching do. people how not to give a shit, but we also. Taught uh, we also taught uh, uh, people uh, how to uh, that there is a, a community out there for people with huge nuts. You know, <laughs> I think we did that the first time I was on this show. Yeah, I well, like you know what it is. I can't even talk. I want to I want to promote the Rosa Parks of big nuts as much as I can. And uh, Tyler, before we uh, sign off, we're getting close to the end of the show. Really, uh, I feel like we just started. I know it does feel like that. That's how it goes. But do you, do you have any uh, gigs to plug? I know you do. I do. I do have a. Do you have a lot of like local? Yeah, listeners? Nor- Norwich listeners. We got people Norwich, in Norwich. Delhi. Delhi, yeah. Simcoe. Oh yeah, all around the Norfolk area. Tilsonburg. Oh yeah. We even stretch in Oxford. Oxford, you get north at all? Oh, we got Woodstock. Woodstock, yeah. Brantford, yeah, Brantford, Ingersoll. Oh yeah. Surrounding area. Interkip. Interkip. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm Princeton. Princeton. Oh yeah. Paris, New Hamburg. Drumbo. Drumbo, as as Woodstock, uh, Foldens, yeah. 
Mirror Line. <laughs> Mirror Line. Zenda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear they play the show at Nikki's between dances. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, it's El very popular. Eastwood. Eastwood. I'm huge. So you're planning a show in Norwich, Ontario, in the Blue Line Room at the Norwich No, Arena. not in the Blue Line Room. No, no. On, uh, on October 24th, I'm putting a show on with uh, minor hockey for Norwich minor hockey in the Norwich Community Center. And Which it, is attached to the arena. Yeah. Attached to the arena. Right. Same parking lot. Legion's across the parking lot. Yeah, right in Norwich. You know, in the heart of the downtown heart of Norwich. Norwich. You have the Legion. You have the arena. You have the community center. And so in there, you're, you're putting on a show. Putting on a great fucking show. Like, the, communi- the communities and uh, counties surrounding are lucky. Because I'm putting on an awesome comedy show on October 24th for minor hockey. Uh, I got uh, my good my good friend Patrick Coppolito coming out. And uh, Patrick, if you don't know yeah, He opened for Tom Green, right? For a while he traveled with Tom Green. Yeah, he uh, he's Tom Green's world opener. He went to New Zealand and all over the world with Tom Green. He's uh, opened for Ari Shafir and Jason Rouse. And he's like one of my good friends. And he uh, runs the amateur night. In Yuck Yucks in uh, Hamilton, right? Hamilton there. You guys came out and saw yeah, him. Saw him. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah, he's, he's one of my good friends. So, Is it a licensed event? Our listeners it, might be interested. It is a licensed 18-plus 18, 18 event. I'm bringing some filthy fucking friends out. Let's get dirty. Maybe some bad words. Like, that's, like, if I'm putting on a comedy show in my hometown where I went to high school, I'm just going to bring out my filthy fucking friends. So I got Pat coming out to headline. He's going to do probably an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. And then I got my buddy uh, Ben Lardy, who we talked about at the top of the show there, his Slinging Sandwiches podcast. Yeah. He's coming out to do 15 minutes or so. My buddy Chad Gibson, who uh, who went to the show in uh, Turkey Point. You said you went to that show in Turkey oh, yeah. Point? Yeah. Uh, the real tall guy, Chad Gibson. Yeah. He's real tall. and uh, he's, he's real tall. He's real tall. And he's coming out. So his jokes come from higher up. They're higher above jokes. Yeah, My yeah. buddy Chad Gibson, and he's coming out. He's been to Norwich before for the shows I did last Beautiful year. Beautiful and, uh, and you're hosting? I'm hosting. My buddy Izzy Camiso's coming out. He's been on MTV uh, Losing It. He talked about his virginity online. And he's like a filthy fucker, and I love him. He's one of my best friends. Me and him are writing this uh, really filthy uh, uh, lethal weapon parody right now oh really it's called urethral weapon and i can't wait to tell you guys about it i can tell you more about it later and it's so funny and he's one of my favorite comics and then my buddy jordan shears coming out this is a long this is a stealthy line yeah man it's some of my best friends and it's four openers and a headliner patrick coppolino and my buddy jordan shears coming out he's from hagersville really and he's yeah no no he's not oshwegan He's uh, from Hagersville, and he's one of the funniest fuckers I know. He runs a radio show out of Hamilton, and he's so funny. And I can't wait for him to come out to Norwich. So, well, how out there? How much are tickets? Tickets are twenty five dollars, and it comes with a late lunch, and proceeds mm-hmm. go to Minor Hockey of Norwich. So, that's probably a great deal. A nice that's night good. out if you're in the in the area. Sounds you should like definitely check time. it out. Where do you get tickets? Um, I have tickets. 
personally on me right now. If anyone in the room, online or anything anyone like in the room wants tickets, I have them on me. And uh, also, any member of Norwich Minor Hockey also has tickets, and you can get them at the door. Twenty-five dollars includes a late lunch, and uh, there's going to be raffles and fifty-fifty draw, and it's going to be like a good night. And we're going to start at eight o'clock, I think eight eight thirty. Doors open at seven. And uh, 50-50 draws at 10.30 after the show. Late lunch to follow. It's going to be a good night. All right. Thanks. That's Great a long promo. plug. And, and Braden DeGuman, the super fan, you have yeah. some gigs coming up with cats? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, November 1st, we're going to be in at Maxwell's in Waterloo. Uh, you get advanced tickets at ticketscene.com, I'm assuming. Um, November 2nd, we're at the APK in London. November 3rd, we're in Windsor at the Fog Lounge. Uh, we got an album coming out called Physical Pursuits. It should be cool. November, December, somewhere around there. Right on. And uh, just, you got yeah, a website? Yeah, uh, I can't remember right now. But if you uh, if you uh, Google search Cats the band, all our so- social media and all that stuff's on there. Okay, so cool. follow us, and there's a couple of YouTube videos and stuff. Just check that out. And yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming in, guys. You always end up uh, being good guests for us. Thanks for having us. It just seems like you fit in real good. And uh, no sandwich, eh, Sasma? What? There's no, sh- no, no sandwiches. sandwiches. No, no, it's We're cool. really going to step up our game next time. No, I want to at least be uh, like, going we'll be for the top. thing. Second place. A sandwich could get us up there. There was a lot of Sandwich bo- and beer. There was booze sandwiches all night. Like, <laughs> it's been great. You guys are awesome. I love coming out all here. All right. Thanks. thanks, everybody, for coming in. Until uh, next week, you can you know how to get in touch with me, but uh, we'll just uh, see you next Thursday. See you, NT. Hit it, boys. Mm-hmm.